Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are Um, I want to share a little bit of my heart because we're ending the year. So like a lot of people from church are not here today uh, because it's a holiday time. A lot of our leaders are not here today because it's holiday time. So I'm thinking about maybe grabbing this message that pastor just shared and this thought that I have will tell our masterminds to clip it and I'm going to send it to everyone and I want everyone to hear this. Because pastor just shared something, and he says, do you want to see Jesus? You really have to want to see Jesus. And there's obstacles in our lives. Next year, when we start the new year, we're going to do a church fast, okay? But I am going to, in the, in, in the weeks to come, until we start our fast, I am going to drown you in the waters of fasting. I'm going to dunk your head in the waters of fasting. I'm going, to, I'm going to baptize you in fasting, if that makes sense. And I want you to understand fasting and prayer. Because I don't want our fast for this new year to be a fast of religiosity. I want the fast of this new year to really be, Lord, I, I need to and I want to see you. I want that whatever obstacle there is, whatever thing is present, I want for it to break. And I want us to be the host, to be what Scripture says, that when we gather together, that the Lord is there and inhabits, His presence is there with His people. So when we fast, I don't want it just to be like, oh, I'm just like, I'm fasting like biting my nails. But you're still eating, I'm trying to think how kind I should say this, but you're still eating, uh, you know, like a pig. <laughs> you're not fasting. <laughs> you're still filling your stomach. I, I, I want us to really push our physical man to a place of suffering so that our spiritual man could hunger and come to a place of fulfillment as we start off our year. I want us to really break through, every single one of us, starting with me and to all of us, to break through and really see God and really be transformed and that this house would be transformed and that everyone that walks into it would be transformed instantly by the presence of God that is in this place. In this place. In this place. In every single one of us. Amen? A, a, a real, genuine, truthful breakthrough. You guys know what I'm talking about? Zacchaeus' life was a breakthrough. Jesus invites himself to his house. Today I'm going to go to your house. How do you do with that? Like when someone invites themselves to your house. Because I want to go see what's there. 
because I'm going to govern your wife, your kids, and everything there. And that's what I want our year to be. Lord, you're going to govern my finances, my health, my ministry, my, my marriage, my fa- Lord, here's the house. Have it all. I want to break through. You know, the word breakthrough is, the word means to advance. The word breakthrough is, um, if there's an enemy with a frontline defense, you, you, you advance your way through or beyond that enemy line. It's, it's that instance where, uh, re, where you remove or you surpass exactly what the pastor said, the obstruction in your life, the restriction, that which is restricting you. You look back and you say, holy cow, that thing which is restricting me is no longer restricting me in my spiritual walk anymore. I want you all to do a homework assignment, seriously. And I'm going to preach on this for weeks to come, if, if, if God allows. But I would love for you to write down on a paper, on your pad, whatever it is that you do. I want you to write down what obstructions, what restrictions are in your life from getting to the place where God wants you to be. From becoming the person that God wants you to be. And what are those things that we have to surrender we have to break through so that God could have all of it. Amen? I want you to really be familiar with this. Uh, you know, King David needed a breakthrough. Um, it's not Zacchaeus' story, but it's a story of an individual, and I'll read it real quick, and, and, and I'll be out of the way, because what I would like to do is I, wanna, I want Tito to come here and sing a song with us, and we're going we're gonna to do the Lord's Supper today, together today. But in 2 Samuel 23, have you ever read this story? Listen, listen to this. Just let the word of God do its beauty. We've read this, we've studied this here before, probably years ago, or we've used it as a reference at some point, and there's no doubt about it, because it's just a phenomenal story. And it's about David's mighty men. You've read this, I'm sure you've heard about this, but if you haven't, check it out. It says, these are the names, I'm going to read it quick, of the mighty men of David and um, here goes the crazy names. Uh, so he had Jasheb, the chief among the captains. He was called Adino, um, the Esnite, because he killed 800 men at one time. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever fought 800 men at one time, but this guy's like killed 800 men at one time, right? Like, you know, like Matt Damon in his movies and, 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 and all these guys, like 800 at one time, right? Let's keep going. After him was Eliezer, um, one of the three mighty men of David. And when they defiled the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, the men of Israel retreated. And he arose and he attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand was stuck to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to plunder. And think about that. You're fighting so much that you, you can't even take your hand off the sword. That means that he cramped up. That means he fought so much that his weapon, he was one with his weapon. Like right there, you could pause and preach on that. You know what I mean? That in this life, you have fought so much that, that you and your weapon have just become one. Because you say, you know what? There's, there's nothing that can, I could do in my life if I can't surrender the word of God and I can't surrender Christ and he's my weapon and this is my weapon and and as much as I want to let go of it, I can't. Because you've fought so many battles that there is no convincing you that there is no God. 
that there is no convincing you that God is not doing a work. And you're like, as much as I would at times love to let go of this weapon, I'm still here because I'm one with it and I've cramped myself. All right, that's good, man. I think it is. It's for me. I'm going to take it off myself. He said, the Lord brought a great victory that day and the people returned to plunder. And after him was another man, Shema. And it says, the Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground that was full of lentils and the people fled from the Philistines. But this man, Shema, stationed himself in the middle of the field and he defended it. And it says he killed the Philistines and the Lord brought a great victory. I don't know, but it doesn't mention any other boys with him. It's not like... Shema and his dogs. Shema and his boys. Shema and his crew. No. He held his ground and he fought and he killed the Philistines and the Lord brought a great victory. He says, if it's just me, I'm going to stand on this ground. Let's keep reading. It says, the three uh, of the 30 chief men went down at harvest time and, and they came to David at the cave. And the troop of the Philistines, they camped around the valley by where they were at. And David was in this stronghold. Very important word in this text, stronghold. And the garrison of the Philistines was in Bethlehem. And look what David says. Pastor asked you, do you want to see Jesus? It's almost like asking you um, this question. Ready? So David was in the stronghold, verse 14. Verse 15 says, And David said with longing. Did you, did you see that word? Longing. There was longing. How do you say that word in Spanish? Frank, was that you? Did you translate? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, whoa, the, the Spirit of the Lord is moving. He's, he's speaking in tongues. He's speaking in other languages. I was like, brother, you have it. You have the gift. All right. Say it again. Anelo. That's right, anelo. That's a great word. Longing. David was longing. And look what he says. He says he was longing, oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem. Just pause there for a moment. Who's in Bethlehem? Enemies and giants. And David, out of everywhere to say, says, that water over there is so good. Oh, someone would just bring it. So the three mighty men heard him, right? You know, they didn't even ask and said, David, did you really meant what you said? Did you really meant what you said? Like you really want water? They didn't even ask him. Just the three men says, hey, did you hear Pops? <laughs> yeah, I heard him. Did you hear? Everyone, all right, so this is what we're going to do. Look what, look what they do. So they break through, love that word, broke through, the camp of the Philistines, and they drew water from the well of Bethlehem, and they took it, and they bring it to David. But then it says that David, nevertheless, he would not drink it. And he pours it out to the Lord. He gives it to the Lord. I, I want water so much. And when he sees what his men went through to get it, they risked their lives. They broke through the enemy lines. And David grabs that which they broke through for. And he gives it to the Lord. And he said, 
Far be it from me that I, Lord, should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. I mean, this is amazing. Look what it says. These things were done by these three mighty men. Um, and, and, and look what it says. It says that one of them lifted his spear against 300 men, killed them, and he won a name among themselves. Was he not most honored? And he became the captive. And there was another man in verse 20. He was a valiant man, and, and, and he did many good deeds, and he killed, I love this, two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. I think it was here I said, like, you, <laughs> killing a pit. First off, you have to know what they did back then. They would, they would make a hole. They would trap the lion in the hole. The lion would fall in a pit. And that man had to decide, I'm going to go now into the hole where the lion is at, and I'm going to fight it, and I'm going to beat it. That's how, that's how they used to do it. That's how it was done, because they knew that if we are encamped in this area, the lion is going to come in and start to devour and kill us in our tents in the middle of the night, kill our children. So what we have to do, because this lion is harassing us, the only thing that I can think of from reading the scripture is that scripture doesn't tell us, is the lion was harassing them. And because the lion was harassing them, he says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to trap it, and I'm going to put him in a hole. And, I'm gonna, and then I would have said, leave him in the hole. Put ice on top of him. And let him be. He says, no, then it's not finished. I need to kill the enemy. He jumps into a hole and he kills a lion on a snowy day. I mean, I think these are great men. <laughs> Brave. Look, it says, oh, and he killed two lion-like heroes, probably giants. And then it says he, he, he also killed not just a lion, but an Egyptian, a spectacular man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand. And he went down with the staff, and he wrestled the spear out of the Egypt. This guy was in jiu-jitsu. And it says he killed him with his own spear. He was honored among the 30. I mean, these are things that they did. I mean, I don't want to go on and on. You read the whole story. There's so many good things. But here's my point. As we start and as we end this year and we start a new year, David looks and he says, I want some water. And his friends, his mighty men, see that he's longing, and he's longing for a drink. He never commanded anyone to go get the drink, but I would say to you there was a restriction and there was an obstruction before David. And David and his men find themselves, as Scripture says, in a stronghold. They're in a stronghold, a fortified place, a place in David's life, he thought maybe a place of safety for him and his men that they have made, a place of rest before they travel and go on to battle. But I started to think, and I've shared this before as I've mentioned this story. One of sins or one of the enemy's greatest ways of conquering us, please listen to this. It's not always in attacking you. You think like the enemy, oh my God, the enemy's attacking you. How about when he's not attacking you? How about when sin is not attacking you? Don't get me wrong. Sometimes the flesh attacks. Sometimes the sin does. Sometimes the enemy does. But one of the greatest ways where he conquers, it's not when he attacks us. Listen to this. Sometimes 
It's doing nothing at all. Sometimes it's just causing us to believe that the thing that my soul longs for, the thing that my soul longs for to have, in David's case, in this passage, it was water. Well, we already know what water signifies in the Old Testament. It's salvation. In Zacchaeus' life, it's salvation by the man of Jesus. Oh, if I could just see Jesus. Oh, if I could just get salvation, water. But David and us, many times, we could say, well, I guess I'll never get it. I guess I'll never receive it. I want you to listen to this. Sometimes we say these things in our lives because it seems impossible to go through what I have to go through to get what I need to get. And that's my message for you today. Some of you need to get something. But to get it, you need to go through it. You need to go through it. Zacchaeus couldn't get through the crowd, but he got on a tree. And he longed. The Lord saw him. And and we can't live our lives with this thing, with this obstruction before us and say, well... You know, the Lord is good. He's faithful. So he'll still bless me with it. And then the Lord looks at me. I'm going to speak to myself, right? Because I would hate to speak to any of you and like this. I'm just going to be very honest with myself. Regal, I didn't put that there, fool. You didn't. You're the fool that put the obstruction and the restriction in your way. So if you put it there, have the power, the bravery, and the strength to also break through it and watch me still be present in your life and show myself faithful. I mean, the Lord just didn't automatically give Zacchaeus height so he could see him, but he gave him courage to climb a tree and think with wisdom in order to see him. Are you guys following me? Like, I want 2023, like, hey, like, straight up, like, I'm not, maybe we will talk politics. But I told my wife this all the time, like, things are going to get crazy. (laughs) I'm a little weird like that. I'm just going to talk very honest. Because nothing has been solved in our land. Nothing has been solved with the old president, with the new president. And guess what? The old president just announced that he's going to run again. So that means rumble in the jungle is going to happen again. Nothing is solved I'm just trying to prepare us to say this. Are we ready for the next two, three, four years that are to come? So this fast and this prayer that we're going to enter in January is so that we could be the mighty army and house of God. So that when turmoil and trial come again, that there is no longer obstructions and restrictions that are blocking us but that we said we've already broke through our junk. So now we could be the light of Christ in this world and lead others to break through from their drunk junk and their drunk. All right? Since I said it, I didn't mean to say it. But so that way they could receive the freedom that they need in the midst of turmoil. I, 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 I just, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord, but I am going to say, I don't think that anything is solved in this land. That only means one thing. We're just like in the eye of the storm. And the storm is coming. 
but the remnant will shine as the light of Christ in this land. The only way it is possible is if starting now, me, the fool that put the obstruction in the way, begins to break through. So that when war comes, I could say like Paul, I fought the good fight and I will keep the faith. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. What do we have to go through to get what we need? Are you comfortable knowing what your spirit longs for? Please listen to this. God, speak to us, Lord. Is accessible to you. Right before your eyes, your spirit longs for something. Like seriously, you don't have to say it out loud, but does anyone in here, does your spirit long for something? Am I the only one that feels like I've been wrestling lately? It's longing for something. Are you comfortable knowing that that which you're longing for is right before your eyes, but the only thing is that you have to get through what seems impossible to receive it. In David's case, it was Philistine. In Zacchaeus' case, it was a, a crowd of people. If it seems impossible to grow through what you have to go through to get where you want to get to or need to get to, I need you to remember what Jesus says in Mark 9, 23. It says, all things are possible for the one who believes. Oh, but Pastor Rigo, I built a stronghold around me. Your stronghold is going to get shaken again in a couple more years. What a, what a beautiful thing to hear today. In two more years, your stronghold will get shaken again. It's going gonna, it, it's gonna to come. Fighting's going to come. Disagreements amongst each other are going to come. All these things are going to I'm telling you, oh, but I built this amazing place of safety for me. Good. But I, I don't want to get stuck in a stronghold that it's not founded and it's not defined by Christ. It's those that are built by my own merit, by my own strength. Because these strongholds, it, it weakens us, it weakens me, and it conquers me, and it conquers you. The enemy builds up those strongholds to serve as lies for you. David thought like, oh, well, I'm in my own stronghold and I'm safe. But notice, his soul is still longing. How good is your stronghold when you're still longing? I want Christ to become the stronghold of our lives. The fortified place of our lives. These other strongholds that are outside of Christ, they're lies. So that we'll never get to where the Lord desires for us to get to. And in that way, God is cut short. His word is cut short. And Satan has greater power to continue to do his work. And he does it so swiftly. He doesn't come dressed in red with the horns and hot dragon breath, but he comes so swiftly. And he comes by stealing your time. And he comes with things that are not important. And he comes by bringing all these problems again in the land. 
and you begin to blame yourself and everyone else and the people that you love, all these different things, and then you have to stop and realize, wait a minute, a lot of this is not of God. A lot of this is the enemy. I've placed myself in this place not to see the schemes. You know, the children of Israel lived in a mental stronghold for 40 years of their lives. The Lord is going to bless them. The Lord has given them promises, promises, but yet the next generation though, are the ones that walk into it. Moses and his generation couldn't do it. But there was a generation that came after that they said, well, we're willing to break through. Who are those giants? I want to be like David, you know. <sighs> Though at times in my life, I lay in my bed and I say, Lord, I want to be like David who goes and fights giants and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the Lord? I know those scriptures, Lord. That's, that's who I want to be. I want to chop off giants' heads. But then I lay on the bed and I say, Lord, I have no strength. I have no vision. And I have no desire to even take a step forward. But deep down in my gut, deep down in my spirit, there's a giant killer inside. I wonder if anyone could be honest with me. I know you've called me to this. I know I'm to fight. I know I'm to oppose the, the lies of the enemy. I know I'm to lift up the standard. I know I'm to take care of the inward things. I know I'm Sent to walk in a promised land. But sometimes I'm just like, God, do I have to break through? Because deep in my heart, though my spirit and my flesh are saying two different things, my flesh, all it wants to do is, all it wants to do is walk through. But you're calling us to break through. Oh, Lord, just let it be peaceful. Oh, Lord, just do the miracle for me. And today you say, no, fool. I love you. I love you. Who put that spirit of a giant killer in you? Who put that warrior mentality in you that says, what? The king desires something. I'll go and I'll fight and I'll get the water and I'll bring it to him. Because salvation belongs to the Lord anyways. It doesn't belong to those Philistines. The Lord says, I put it in you, Regal. Come on, church. The Lord says, I see you're weary because you've been praying for that. And my son just asked me this week. He says, Dad, you know, when, when you and Pastor prayed for me and you said, God, you heal him of his seizures. He says, well, God didn't listen to you.
But Lord, you, you called us into, those, into, the, into the arena of us Christians, into the arena of the impossible. I think about Pastor's words where he says he grabs his three-year-old son who had 17 convulsions and he puts him on the altar of his church during a time of prayer and fasting and everyone in the outside who is not a believer says that is ridiculous and that is impossible. Or you're thirsty for water and you say, well, the only way I can get water is by Bethlehem. And that's good water. But there's enemies and there's people that are, I'm wanted there and they're going to kill me. They got, they got the best snipers. that They're going to find me from a mile away. There's no way I could get water. But yet God calls you to break through the enemy lines. And you, from the outside, you look at those three men that did that and you're like, that's so stupid. It's impossible. They'll never be able to get the water. And I start to think about it, God, and I say, Lord, you're calling us into the arena of the impossible to walk and break through the impossible things. This church has gone through so much sickness and death and, and, and division and, and, and murmur and, and differences and... Uh, uh, And then you're like, well, this is what you called us for, Lord, the impossible things, the things in the outward, the fights, the, the spiritual things, Lord. You've called us to come into this arena, Lord. And as you said in, in that scripture, in, in Mark, all things are possible. There's a promise that all things are possible, but you call me to fight things that are impossible obstructions and restrictions that I've even placed before me and now I look at them and the world can look at them and say it's impossible and you're just looking at me and you're saying no Mark 9.23 it's all possible stop walking around it stop walking to it and start breaking through it if it seems impossible go through it to get what you need to get get your salvation do you really need water, church? I can't look at any of you today because I'm, I'm just almost preaching to myself. I'm having my own prayer time up here. Do you really need water today? Do you really need Jesus today? Do you need salvation today? Do you need power today? Do you need... These men broke through to receive waters. Water symbolic for refreshment, salvation, healing, deliverance. And it seems difficult to break through at times. And we see this story and we see Zacchaeus' story. And I think about Jesus in Revelation 22 and verse 17. Jesus' very own words at the end of everything. After everything is said in the Bible, everything is written. The words of Jesus at the end of Scripture, he says something so important and so simple, but yet so powerful and profound. And he says, come. And he told Zacchaeus, come down. And he tells you today, come. He invites you 
As he invites Zacchaeus down, he says, come. And he says, let anyone who is thirsty come. And let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life, let him come. Come and drink. Come on, do you really need to drink? Do you really need to see Jesus? The breakthrough is there. And the only reason why I believe that the breakthrough is there for my life is because the command of come is there. And if he's telling me to come, then that means the breakthrough is there. You're thirsty for a breakthrough, come. You desire to drink, come. You want to see Jesus, like really see him, come and drink freely from the water of life. Come and receive Jesus and give him the whole house. Surrender your pride. Come. I once preached a message titled The Rock of Defense here. And I shared this verse. I said in Psalm 18 too, I said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take. And here it is, my refuge. My stronghold, my refuge. It's God, my rock, my shield. He's the horn of my salvation. He's the power that saves me. He's my stronghold, my safety. It's Jesus. Lord, I pray for every single person here. I pray for myself, Lord. I pray for myself, Lord. Can you just pray for yourself? Can you just... Oh, hallelujah. I pray, Lord, that I would break through every obstacle, every restriction. I pray that I would see you and know you, that I would conquer every single one of those things because of the Christ that lives in me, the cross and my salvation, the gospel in which I stand on. It's not void, it's not empty, it's not futile. It's powerful, it's alive, it's living in me. And if you died on the cross and you resurrected on the third day, Lord God, and you, you've established this truth in my life, Lord God, my salvation is not one of weakness, Lord. Neither is my resurrection. It's one of strength and power. And it's for this age that I live in. So that I could break through. And so that others could take my hand and I could help them break through as well. That I would be the light of this world. That I would shine Christ in my life, Lord. I am a sinner. I fall short. My mind falls to its weakness. My heart shatters to the lies that it listens to. But today I confess and I surrender all those things. And I say that you would make my wicked heart one of integrity, Lord. And that you would make my soft mind one which is sure and confident. 
that you would subdue my flesh and that it would bow itself down to the spirit man. And the scripture says that I would not be satisfied with being a conqueror, but that I would long and live my life being more than a conqueror. Allow the giant killer to rise up. Allow the giant killer to break through. I want to fight lions in a pit on a snowy day. I want the sword in my hand to become one that I can't let go of the sword. I want the stories told of the Christ that lives in me that Regal killed his 800 in one day. Allow me to break through. If there's anyone in here that just needs prayer, I invite you to come up and let's pray together. Maybe there's a brother that's going to come up. Maybe together you guys could just hug each other or put your arm. However you feel the Holy Spirit is leading you, but maybe in your own time of weakness, in your own moment there of breakthrough, maybe you could pray for one another. Let's just spend a moment of prayer. So to give you the space to pray, the front is open. If you want to come up to the front and maybe get on your knees or just come up here and hug one another, I don't know. If you're a woman and there's another woman, stick, maybe stick to that woman and put your arm around her and hug her. Maybe confess, maybe pray for things. But say, I'm going to end this year, I'm going to enter the next year with breakthrough because the times are not promised to be better, but, but the world within me is promised to get better. So there's things in my life that I need to break through. There's restrictions and obstructions, that, obstacles that I have to break through. There's, there's things that i got to stop walking around and, and walking, trying to walk through it and, and really come with force and know that Christ is with me. There's houses in here that need to be surrendered and rooms that need to be opened so that the Lord could govern them and take lordship over them. Stop closing those doors of your, of your house in closing those rooms in your house so that the Lord can get access to it. Come on, how many of you need to open those doors today so that you could break through? Oh, I want to break through. You're never going to break through if you don't let Christ to break through. Allow Christ to break through every room of your house so that you could break through every restriction in your life. Come on. If there's anyone up here that just wants to come to a place of prayer, the front is open.